Welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the subpar, mediocre at best podcast about being a new dad. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted, unpredictable, and just overly excited to be um, not in the speakeasy and actually like on a location today not, on not, this episode. Not, not in the speakeasy, but. But we, and I very much mean this. This is what, if I could dream the speakeasy to be, this is it. I didn't tell you, we record in a speakeasy that he built behind a bookshelf in his basement. Oh, wow. With 150 plus bottles of bourbon. Yeah. Oh and so, goodness. like, it's kind of like we graduated yeah. to yeah. a bigger. Yeah, no. Oh, that's cool. Th- I, this is very much my vibe. Like, Very I dig cool. this. Push that. See if it moves. Where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> I think the men's room's on the other I side. Even made right? a, I'm cheesy enough that I even made a logo for it. Oh, that's awesome. It's, Alexa runs it with the lights and everything. Yeah. So she doesn't it's, pour it's anything, called, though. It's called Between the Lines. Got it. Because you got to read between oh, the lines. Yeah. yeah. Cool. He legitimately sent me a passcode <laughs> to get in. Yeah. Well, no, I sent you a trivia question. Or, yes. That he had to find the answer to before <laughs> I'd let him in the back. It took me 30 well, yeah. minutes just to find this thing. And you sent it to me like the day of. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny. Like I Anybody forgot to study knew. for an exam or something. Oh yeah, you have to have a password. Yeah, it just like adds mm-hmm. to the fun experience oh, of, of it all. Absolutely. But it's like super tiny. I'm talking like like, I don't know, seven by eight feet. Like that's it's cool. so tiny, yeah, but it's just fun. And we've been in each other's pod all through yeah. the, the stay at home, and so like I feel like we're almost at our one year anniversary, and mm-hmm. now we've expanded to a much bigger. Um, location now with books. This is our way of saying we're moving in. Okay. <laughs> we are. We're, we're going to just stay right There's here. There's a couch up front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so um, we are here uh, at the wonderful local establishment Asterisk Supper Club which sometimes if I read it really fast I always say Super Club yes. because it's just super <laughs> awesome. I'm sure you get that a lot. Do you get people that call and be like, is this the Super Club? Yes. I, I bet see, if you read it real fast because oh, yeah. I'm dumb yeah. I always say Super Club <laughs> And then I'm like, you don't eat super, you eat supper. <laughs> I know that, well, I also know that you don't read. Um, and you don't. I don't read. No. Uh, um, <laughs> That's why you're like the counselor, overeducated. I studied PR to talk good. You know that supper clubs were a thing, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I do know that. I did research once someone pointed out that this is not a super club, but a supper or, uh, uh, a supper establishment. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is. I'm off point on the intro. That's what happens <laughs> on our podcast. But we are here with Megan uh, Ada. She is the owner of not one, not two, but three restaurants. I'm going to let you talk about them so you can do a better job than I can on an introduction. Um, and But you are also a mother of a four-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. Correct. And so I don't understand how you can do th- uh, run three restaurants and have a four-year-old at home and somehow still have the energy to let two knuckleheads like us <laughs> move in here permanently. Yeah. Um, but thank you for being oh, here with no. us. Thank you so much for asking me. I appreciate it. And instead of me butchering, talking about all three of your restaurants, I wanted to, to let you kind of talk about um, what you own, what you're in charge of, and, and your, your creative um, genius. Absolutely. But, but before we get into that, oh. I do want to sit um, with our bartender here, and um, I'd love for him to just walk through our drinks um, so that I can have a break. 
from Drinks with Dude. We actually have Steve, the world famous, world famous. autograph worthy. Mm-hmm. This is true. People ask him for his autograph. Um, bartender here at Asterix Supper Club, and he's going to walk us through um, three uh, drinks that are that are in front of us. And um, two of these are not on the menu yet. Yes, well, yeah. they will be. They'll be on the, the next menu. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for that that intro. Yeah, no, well, well, before you get into it, actually, you started to say something, and I said I wanted to capture this on audio. Um, we were talking about your personability, and you made a comment. Um, and I'm, I mean this actually in all seriousness. I'm not making yeah. fun or whatever. You said like serving drinks is this like sort of intimate experience. Oh, it is. Absolutely, it is. I mean, um, people come here, and there's always that joke: uh, bartenders are the, the the therapists and whatnot, you know. And everyone unloads their burdens, but it's honestly it goes both ways. Uh, a lot of the people here, I've known them for years, and um, we've grown very close to each other. Uh, there are certain people that have become very much so my best friends. <laughs> and because, um, uh, you know, with this, and I know this is a lot of, like, this is the reason why a lot of chefs do what they do, too, is, you know, when we serve these things, we're, we're touching people's lives in a very intimate and personal way. I mean, whether it's making them a drink that they had years ago at some other bar or making them something they found on the Internet or trying my drinks or trusting me to kind of come up with stuff. It's, I mean, it's a fun experience, and it's a big part of why I do it, and I dedicate my, honestly, it's my career. It's 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 my main hustle yeah (laughs) yeah and i think that's that's awesome and there's um that very much um and i'm sure we'll get further into this um with our discussion um later but um that very much seems to mirror and um not mirror but um you can tell that every element of this restaurant has care and thought involved yeah. in it mm-hmm. absolutely right and so um down right down to the people that are actually preparing the items like the space is beautifully done um you know the people are very friendly and uh right down to the people that are making yeah for your, sure your drinks and um i always like some people I, I feel like sometimes bartenders um don't get for whatever reason chefs get like all this like <laughs> a credit like they get all the credit for all these sorts yeah. of things um but like bartending when you meet someone who's like a bartender by choice is what i would sort of yeah. call it right like not like oh i'm just Lifers. like that's what, I, that's well, what yeah. i call ourselves but like i'm not like just like slinging bud light because like i'm just trying to mm-hmm. do whatever like there's an art to this there's creativity there's Absolutely. passion like all that sort of yeah. stuff so I mean, it's um, something we live and breathe it right really is. yeah yeah well, i mean you talk to most bartenders who really love what they do and and um uh, dedicate their lives to this. I mean, it's not just it's not just cocktails. It's wine. It's beer. It's everything in between. Yeah. All right. So thank you for sharing that. Walk us through start, what we yes, got. Absolutely. Start from in front to uh, what's absolutely. in front of me. So the um, this one right here. This will. This is one of the ones that'll be on our next menu. This is our strawberry Negroni. Um, I take Toledo Spirits Gin, um, one of my personal favorite gins, and I just sit that in a bunch of strawberries for maybe about two days. Other than that, it's a very traditional Negroni. It is. Um, Campari, and then I use Kochi uh, Sweet Vermouth. Uh, what's really nice about it is, is the strawberries just kind of really take off that um, that bitterness that you get from a strong from from a yeah. Negroni because Negroni is basically known for being super sweet and super bitter. This kind of gives it a nice. It takes those two big notes and it kind of. I don't want to say makes it into one note, but it just kind of nullifies it, kind of makes maybe it maybe like smoother. sands it a little yeah, bit. I mean, like, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Rather than up and down, it, yeah. it's a little bit more of a, yeah. a slight increase. All know? right. And then um, this other one I have in front of me here, this is um, the Herbal and Chain. Um, this has been on the menu since the beginning. Um, it is mint vodka with strawberry shrub, vanilla syrup, and lime juice. 
and it's refreshing, sweet, tangy, everything you could possibly want in a, in a nice summer cocktail. Also, for those that aren't familiar, if you're like, hmm, shrub, like what's that? There's a oh, little, yeah. walk us through that just like real quick. Yeah, so shrub is, um, it's basically a puree syrup that is also has um, uh, white balsamic vinegar in it. Um, one of my personal favorites is lime shrub. Uh, it will be super sweet and super tangy. You can make blueberry shrub, melon shrubs. Yeah. I mean, we've done here. a, we've done a, I've done you've a shrub. Done something like that. I actually did a non-alcoholic oh, yeah. uh, version of it. Yeah. And know. it's honestly, it's kind of fun that, um, that white balsamic, uh, adds a sort of complexity, uh, to it. And it's great for mocktails. Yeah. You know, cause it kind of takes something that would be just basically a lemonade or a limeade with some fruit in it to, you know, yeah, something a little complexity. Something else. Yeah. A little depth. Um, but yeah, so I think it's really, really good. You should, if you hear vinegar and cocktail, you're like, whoa, oh, yes. no, like try it. Just, yes. just go out on, on a limb. Yes. You, it's mostly syrup and other things. So. Yes. All right. And then what do we have the last So this item? one, I'm, I'm very happy with the, one, the way this one came out. This is um, the new Asterix Old Fashioned. Um, what is different about it is, is I've infused rye with uh, a Moroccan mint um, tea, which is a gunpowder green tea with mint. Um, so it adds a nice sort of uh, dryness and um, I would say uh, astringency from the tea kind of adds a dryness to it and then the spiciness from the rye. And then there's honey in it with um, lavender and a orange bitter blend, which is uh, from Regan's and Fees. And that one's just, I don't know, I, just, I really like it. Hopefully and you guys you like it too. Two two orange bitters from two different. Yeah, oh, yeah actually, that's something idea. I've never. I can't, I can't take claim for that. Um, I got that idea a long time ago from the educated barfly. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. I highly recommend yeah, people I check know. him out. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's just a very common thing. And a lot of bartenders they'll do uh, orange huh. bitter blends. Interesting. Um, I liked it when when he was mentioning all the different ones. I liked it because I think orange fees is too sweet. Mm. And then Regan's is perfect. I just love it. But what it does, it just I don't know, it makes it different. It adds a dryness with a, you know, fun little thing too with Fee Brothers um, orange. Um, See, this is why I like this. This is you, my yeah. wife now hates you. <laughs> um, I'm saying that like preemptively. She hasn't heard this yet, but like now I've been on a little bit of a bitters kick. But I hadn't been thinking about like yeah, you know, I you know two different bitters, right? Yeah. That makes you oh, know, I've, I've done that. Yeah, like, but I've never really. But, but to it make makes an actual blend of it. Yeah, before. That, yeah, that makes I get total that. sense. I, I blend yeah. whiskey at home. I have yeah. a massive whiskey collection. Um, another one is adding. Um, I've done this before with Angostura, taking Angostura and then adding it with um, uh, the different uh, flower waters. I did a jasmine oh, yeah. Angostura. Yeah. That one was really nice. Oh, that's cool. You know, it sort of eases off the spice, but then it adds a sort of floral element yeah. to, from from. You a gotta be end. careful with some of those flower waters, though. Oh yeah, they can some like, of them are potent. Yeah, jasmine I find is not potent. Hibiscus is the new one. That's very very potent. I haven't had that one. Yeah, it's good. I like it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We you really can tell he it. he he geeks out over drinks, Heck and that's yeah, why man. he always does an epi- uh, yeah. one for the episode. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, the infamous world traveling <laughs> or world famous Steve, the bar director. You know, famous in Westerville, we'll say that. <laughs> so, thank you very much thank for being very with much, us. Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Megan, tell tell us about um, your three restaurants. Sure. So, um, I actually graduated from OSU with a medical degree. I went to med school for three months and then decided I should just do what I've always loved doing, and that's working in the restaurant industry. So, dropped out and then went to culinary school, Johnson and Wales in Florida. Um, and then I discovered Sunny Street Cafe, which is a, a breakfast franchise, um, and fell in love with it. So pretty much my dad was like, if you work at the one downtown 
for a year and you do everything that you can to learn, you still want to own your own Sunny Street, then I'll co-sign a loan for you. So that's how it got started about 11 years ago. What a, so, that's a dad ass right <laughs> yes. there. That is, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. And I obviously wouldn't be able to do that without um, him giving me that opportunity. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it'll be 11 years this June that I've owned Sunny Street in Westerville. Cool. Um, and then five years ago, actually on April 20th, um, I opened up Asterisk. So Asterisk has been around for five years. Um, decided, you know, the goal was to always open up my own concept. Um, so once I felt comfortable with um, Sunny Street... I um, fell in love with Uptown, mm-hmm. and I was like, gosh, like, it's growing. Like, there's a really cute town, and the community is awesome. So I wanted to open up a restaurant here at Uptown. Um, saw this building, saw all the amazing potential. So we completely um, gutted the building, renovated it, and now it's a um, tea house and comfort food with amazing crafted cocktails. Um, and then about three years ago, the landlord's... Um, who owned the building down in the short north came up here and said, we love your concept. Would you open up a place in the short north? And at first I was like, hell no. I do not have any time. I just opened up this place um, and thought about it for about three months. And then I ended up signing the lease. So nice. without having any idea what we were going to do cuisine wise. So <laughs> oh, so you didn't you didn't even have like a game plan in your no. back pocket or anything. It was pretty. And you opened crazy. up. So that's ampersand. So which is the and sign. Um, and uh, I grew up eating ramen. My dad's from Guam, so it was a big Japanese um, influence. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we should just make ramen. So we um, did a lot of research. We worked on the menu for a year um, before we actually opened. Um, but it's been amazing to be able to learn. So something so complicated um, and something I've enjoyed my whole life, but now to be able to serve it has been awesome. So that'll be two years that that's been open this June. So, so you, if I'm doing my math right, and I don't math so good, nope. <laughs> when you opened here, you were six years into um, Sunny Street. Correct, pretty you much. You didn't have a daughter. Yeah. Then in here, you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have a daughter. And then two years ago, then said... From starting from scratch, gonna do another one. Yes. I don't know how you do it. I was already <laughs> impressed, but Wait. then to hear how I'm gonna just like I know you're aware, but I really want to hit this home for you. Yeah, hit it. You are now if you're her. Yeah. You're now opening another restaurant at Tuck's age, or, or preparing yeah. to open another. Yeah, we're just at the molar phase. <laughs> I can't think of another another restaurant in my career. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I was already impressed, yeah. but then oh, well, to, to hear like the timeline, then it's like, damn, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I, thank you. I um, I found out I was pregnant two weeks before we opened here, so oh wow. But I mean, it's obviously she's the love of my life. Certainly, she's four yeah. years old now, and I worked up until 10 p.m. Uh, the night before she was born, and then oh, I went to goodness. labor at 2 a.m. And then Jeez. had her. So, yeah, I was determined. I was like, I am not taking off any time, obviously, yeah. afterwards, but up until that. But, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm even more, like, That's inspired amazing. by your story. So, wait, two weeks before you opened, you found out you were pregnant? Yeah, before Asterisk, yes. Okay. Got it. And I was um, 25 when I opened up Sunny Street, or when I purchased Sunny Street. So, I'm 36 now. Jeez. 
We're literally doing nothing. What did we do? We started a podcast (laughs) in our spare time. That's awesome. Now, and it's, you know, we're just barely beyond our parents listening now. So we... And I don't even think Debbie Diddy still listens. (laughs) I think she's falling off. No, that's not true. She does. Our moms were our only listeners. And now we graduated. And your mom's card club. And my mom's card club of retired teachers. Your moms are awesome. Um, So we have um, an all-inclusive... definition of dad ass Mm -hmm. even though it says dad we believe a dad ass is someone that does everything they can every day in every way possible to be the best version of themselves for their family for everything like i already knew that you're an amazing uh, business owner and mom but like just to hear that opening like introduction is like damn yeah thank you very much we've kind of recently been um thinking about um just from a branding perspective and things um, distilled it down to like three words. I think I'm a, it's okay. To yeah. Do it short. And that was listen, um, learn and engage. Mm-hmm. And, um, listen doesn't mean listen to the podcast. Although I would love it if you did, <laughs> but like listening to other people, mm-hmm. listening to yourself, Absolutely. right? Learn, learn from your experiences, learn from your failures, that sort mm-hmm. of, thing. and then engage, whether that's engaging with your children or engaging with your life, whatever that may sort of engaging with your passions. Um, and yeah. you very much, just even the, the short story that we've heard already, you very much sound like you are uh, the living embodiment of a dad ass. Oh, I so. appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we tried to think about like keeping the name dad ass, but then we're like, you toy with any other kind of words with it. It just doesn't sound as right or as fun as dad yeah. ass. Yeah. So we're so. like, we're going to change the definition. Oh, um, it's great. <laughs> before we get too deep, because I'm already blown away. Um, by what we've talked about so far, you have a really bad mom joke. And I want to make sure that we yeah. get that yeah. before we yeah. forget. We actually heard, and I think we have recorded yeah. in our special no, mic up there. Well, it wasn't recording. Oh. It wasn't recording. You yet. had the whole back, um, back of the house like roaring with your joke. So this has to be just awful and funny. Or just super funny, and you were being modest. Or just awful, and that's I hope fine it's awful. Too. Yeah. I hope it is. Why uh, couldn't the pineapple and the um, honeydew get married? Because <laughs> they can't elope. <laughs> 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 All right, that's a good one. So right now, with with a four year old at home, and you have a couple years under your belt with your um, with Ampersand downtown. You said five years here and eleven years at Sunny Street. Um, you're obviously probably in a much different place personally, um, stronger, more confident in a lot of areas. My question for you that I'm just dying to know is how, how are you balancing now that you have, you know, four years of being a parent under your belt years under all three of these under your belt, how, how do you balance it now? Where are you at to like be business focused, be mom, like, and not lose your mind? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, the only way I'm able to do what I do is because I have um, amazing parents that they're, they watch. Um, her name is Ada. They watch her a lot. So when I'm um, at work, she's with them or with her dad. But, I mean, the amazing support from my family, from, you know, our the team at all three restaurants. Like, obviously, I can't be at all three places at once. And um, so the, yeah, it's the support and then the hard work that they've put in um, to making sure that these concepts are successful is, you know, has been tremendous. And again, the only uh, way I could do what I do. Yeah. So I'm like curious if your daughter were to just magically like mm-hmm. walk through here, 
would would it feel like do you think she would treat it like home like are, is oh, she yeah. here? you know what i mean like oh yeah she definitely um she goes to all three restaurants often so and again like the guests love her they've you know watched me grow become be pregnant have now a child so um, I'm already teaching her how to serve tables and ring in orders. I and love it. I <laughs> even love bartend. It. That's <laughs> there you go. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. She she loves. She even at home she plays um, restaurant a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know like um, we've talked about being like you know really encouraging parents to be like engaging parents and engaging with their children and stuff and sometimes when people talk about that and I hope no one's ever felt like that as they listened like this as as they listened to us but like. Um, you can be a really busy, passionate career parent and be really, really engaged, mm-hmm. right? For um, sure. Like, so, you know, we're not advocating that, like, you know, parents just, you know, sort of stay at home or any of those sorts of things. You you can be a very highly engaged. And, and if, if, you're, um, if your job requires you to be here, there, or, or everywhere, um, I love to hear that, like, you bring your kid with you and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that 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 it's a it's a part of their experience growing up and and those Absolutely. sorts of things. Um, I don't know. Have you ever watched um, Chef's Table? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So like some of my favorite ones, and I can't. My absolute. Wait, I'm curious. Do you have a favorite episode? Um, I'll think of one. But yeah, I lo- I love the um, cinematography and the music. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Great. But this is, like, is this a series? Sorry for my ignorant yeah, yeah, question. No, no, I'm no, looking for a new binge-worthy show on Netflix. Very good. So it's a series, but each episode is its own um, complete beginning to end story, and it's, it's cool. it, of like a different chef of a different mm-hmm. chef. Okay. Um, and one of the, my favorite things is like when there will be a chef that'll talk about like maybe their parent had a restaurant or like. Um, I think it's Massimo, Massimo Bottura mm-hmm. talks about being a child, and his parents didn't have a restaurant, if I don't, I don't believe, um, but being a child, and um, his, his siblings would pick on him, and he would run in while his grandmother was in the kitchen making, um, making pasta. Mm. And he would hide, like, under the, um, the center, like, the island, basically, where she was making pasta. And, and I won't do it justice. You really should watch it. It's on Netflix. But he talks about it in this way of, like, watching the flower, like, float down um, as his grandmother made pasta. Mm. And, like, just this, like, rich experience of being with family while, like, cooking was happening and or, you know, whatever it may be. I think sometimes, um, obviously, it's very dependent on your job. But, like, kids and work, it doesn't have to be, like bring your kid to work day and that's the only day you bring your kid to work like they're genuinely curious about like what you do and like all that sort of stuff um so if you have the ability to like bring them into that world with you a little bit i highly encourage that oh absolutely Um, yeah and we actually not just myself um there's a handful of us that have kids and that their kids come in here and they know each other and play and but i mean the the key is you know knowing that they know what you do but also to teach her good work ethic yeah and this is what you take pride in what you do you know you work really hard you respect people you give good service you're so all those things i also think it helps kids uh, not at four because she's too young to really understand this but eventually um it also helps kids understand 
honestly where money comes from. Absolutely, for sure. Right, you were talking about like that work ethic yep. and stuff like that. Like, we work hard. This is how this, you know, mm-hmm. this is how we get a backpack or, you know, whatever it is, those shoes that you want. Um, and and yep. I just think that's important. In listening to everything you said about you know, like your your staff bringing in their kids and your daughter being here, what I'm hearing is you're such an astute businesswoman. You've created a farm system for talent. You have a pipeline for talent for your restaurants in eight to, to like twelve years. <laughs> that's smart. Look, yeah. I, that's a good yeah. investment. Yeah. I, I know. I, I that's like why what I you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I want them to know everything because then you don't have to train them. Yeah. Yep. They already know what to do. She's like, I'm gonna retire in yeah. eighteen years. years. <laughs> it's yep. smart. I see what you're doing there, yeah. and you're promoting family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Well, my yeah, my parents were never in the restaurant industry. So, um, well, what what got you? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You did you have an experience like you were just saying, like with family cooking, or did you just start with a job when you were younger? And how how did it happen? Um, so I, pretty much as a baby, I loved food. My mom said like I was obsessed with food. My eyes rolled back in my head every time I ate. So just growing up, I've just loved food, learning about it, eating it, traveling, trying different foods. So then I got my first job at McDonald's when I was 16, and I absolutely loved it. (laughs) Um, Just because everything had a system. You're like, you're serving people. um, And I'm, you know, I'm really good at sciences. So in a way, like that coincides with what, you know, my, how my brain works. But, and then I'm like, gosh, I should just do what I really, really love to do. And that's why I chose to be in the culinary industry. Yeah. So, so you go basically like pre-med at OSU. Yes. You get into med school. Yes. And you're like, this isn't for me. (laughs) Studied my butt off for no reason. (laughs) Um, what was that conversation like with your parents? Um, I think they knew, you know, um, that deep down, it wasn't, I wasn't 100% in, and then obviously to be a doctor, you have to be 100 million percent committed to yeah. such a um, such a great field. So, And I knew if I wasn't 100% into it, then I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, and I, you know, that speaks to um, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. For sh- absolutely, yeah. Right? Um, and actually, um, my story is similar but different. I, I worked a, as a paramedic, and I, I enjoyed that. Um, I, cool. You know, I feel like I was reasonably good at it. I had, you know, a several-year career I taught uh, in that field. Um, but eventually, I just remember sitting down with my wife before we were married and being like, I, I don't, like, I, just, I don't know. There's just something. And she was like, you really like to talk to people. Have you ever thought about being a counselor? And literally, that's just how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just because you can do something doesn't mean that's yeah. what you should do. Yeah, because then you, I mean, then you end up not being as good as what you, at the job, right? That you then you're just kind of like going through the motions, yep. and you know, what what I like though um, that you're doing, and, and some of your staffs doing with uh, allowing their your kid, um, your daughter, and their kids to to spend time here too is they're in in a sense getting the same kind of experience an internship would give them to see if this is something they like, right? Everyone. Um, is kind of talking about workforce development and do you have to go to college? Do you have to, you know, learn a trade? It's great to, you know, 
practice, you know, allow your, your daughter to practice um, the culinary um, arts and see the business side of it to see, is this something I want to be a part of? Is this not? Where a lot of folks are just like, you got to study your butt off to go to school because you're going to have a job where you're going to need this piece of paper. And I mean, you still probably need one, you know, go to culinary school, but to be able to see, yeah, you know what? I like cooking. Mm -hmm. I like to kind of, you know, um, give her that opportunity to see an experience much like we would have in a internship or early on where I jumped around in jobs right out of school. I didn't know what the hell I wanted. You know, I wish I would have had more hands-on yeah. experience. So that's cool that, that she's being able to kind of see that part of the industry to see, oh, yeah. do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Mm-hmm. And by eight, she'd be like, Mom, no. Or Mom, <laughs> yeah, can I start prepping food or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's legal or not, but, you know, she of could course. help. Do you, do, you, do you get stuck, like, doing, like, family, like, holiday dinners since you're the culinary person? Like, can no. she be, your, like, your assistant in the kitchen if you are the, the cook? Well, I mean, we can. I haven't really yet. Um, the one, uh, you know, I don't want to say downfalls, but, you know, restaurant industry, restaurant people, we work in the holidays. So a lot of oh, times yeah. we That's don't true. Get, yeah, so you're not even... Yeah, okay. the, so you celebrate the day after yeah. or whenever. But, I mean, that's just one of those things. Yeah. You, you got to... It's part of, the, part of the game plan. Yeah, there's yeah. a lesson in that, too, though, and that's that, like, holidays... Holidays only exist. Uh, Christmas is on the 25th because at some point somebody was like, "This is when we're gonna do it, right?" And like, there's history of like why we celebrate Thanksgiving when we celebrate mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. All that. They're just days that were picked. The holiday yeah. itself exists in mm-hmm. the experience in the moment and all that sort of. Oh um, yeah, I mean, we were used to it. You celebrate <laughs> birthdays on your day off. <laughs> when, right. When you do family gatherings, whether holiday or not, because you're in the industry, does everyone just go, "Well, you're bringing this because <laughs> you know food," or, or are they like, "You cook all the time. We don't want you to." I'm just, I'm curious because, yeah. like, yeah. It, like you know, if you're yeah, the you're friend also that the owned, first chef we've ever uh, yeah. spoken with, because like, yeah. if, if you're the friend with the pickup truck, then you're the friend always getting the phone calls about, "Hey, could you haul this stuff for me?" Working in yep. the food industry, are you like the one? Oh, great! You're coming to the party. Great! You get the appetite, or you don't get yeah. appetizers. You get the entree. Does that happen? Um, this is off topic, but I have yeah, to know. I'm it curious. Could, it could happen, but honestly, my grandma and, like, say my dad, like, and they they love to do it. That's cool. so. Um, I'll bring in some stuff here and there. Maybe make some cocktails for them. But yeah. Um, but yeah, they enjoy doing it. But one of these, I just moved into my. Um, house here in uptown Westerville so maybe in the future holidays we'll do more of those since it is so close to asterisk yeah <laughs> can you walk here yeah wow it's, that's, that's cool the main reason why that's that's awesome yeah. it's that's a lot easier for you so much easier and then we'll just driving's see you, a waste of time we'll see yeah. you ride a bike <laughs> up, up north Oh yeah. We'll just see you like on a bike or a Segway. Please get a Segway. Please don't. Please, Please get don't. a Segway. Get something Please weird. Just walk. We could start a new story like in West. Okay, Europe. so like we're off point. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. This happens. is totally off point. Like you, you were at least somewhat on on point. Okay. This is way. Did is this a re, did you recently buy your house? No. See, like I I bought it two years ago before the. Pandemic oh, yeah. and financial issues and well, I was just gonna yeah. say like I know like my buddy um, Zach who lives in in Pennsylvania, um, it's like crazy oh, to know. buy a house. I had a friend who just sold her house. He didn't even he wasn't he eventually was just like he got a new job with a different company and so he was moving there and he was like I'll just rent an apartment for a year because it was like so insane. Oh, yeah, my, friends of ours just sold their house literally for like eighty grand, like profit 
from when they, they just bought it like a year ago and they're just doing some different oh, things. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 this was before that. No, well, that's <laughs> it was good. A, yeah. Yeah. Well, got, it, got it right before the craziness. We have um, talked about your your career path, uh, being a parent. One of the things that we pride ourselves on, and I didn't do the full canned intro because I was whatever I said got us going on a, on a different topic, but we focus on parenting and adulting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of parents and then a lot of adults who aren't even parents just like to get out and find new places to go. And that's what intrigues me so much because you have a common theme in names. And yes. then I have not been downtown mainly because I don't think I've been outside of us going to like Echo and uh, High Bank. I can't tell you the last time I went downtown because I get up at four in the morning every mm-hmm. morning and I don't go downtown. But we're making a freedom tour now that we're uh, both vaccinated. A vaccination of places freedom to go. tour. Yeah. And so... Um, can you give, uh, I guess this is a two-part question, why the two names are what they are, but then also kind of highlight maybe why it would be a fun like date night, because we do uh, have a lot of listeners who aren't parents, but are in that you know 30-year mm-hmm. um, to 40-year range that are looking for places to kind of go out. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. So, um, asterisk wasn't too much thought put into it. I just know that I wanted it to be one word and begin with an A. And um, with going with the whole uh, floor-to-ceiling bookshelves, um, so it kind of just has to do with reading. And I don't know, it just stuck out to me when I was driving, actually. And I was like, asterisk. I like it. So there's no <laughs> meaning behind it. It just came to you. Yeah. But you wanted an A. Yes. I and Is I there a reason it. why? Because your last name? Oh, yes, because my last name. Okay, okay. A, I've always just been, you know, my last name's Ada. It's always you're just... Front of the line. Yep. <laughs> front of the list. And, and your other restaurant besides um, your con... We'll talk about your two con... Your concepts. Yes. Not that we're... You know, yeah, I don't <laughs> no, want. I understand. Um, then the other one is called... Ampersand. So um, we joke... And again, that's... that's uh, To me, it's an easy name, easy to remember. Um, but we joke how it's asterisk, ampersand, which is and dot, 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 what's to come? Oh, so. yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. Well, all we have to do is look in, I don't know, a typography book and well, look actually, for all the A, I don't yeah. know, are those the only A words? There's got to be more. Well, dot, dot, dot is actually ellipses. So it's not an A, but it's a cool mm-hmm. idea. So all you right. really weren't going for like a grammar... No, I mean, honestly, a lot of Astros and Ampersand were always very just kind of, I don't want to say impulsive thoughts, but they just like, I try to force myself not to think of what needs to be done, just let it happen naturally. And so like, same like, like the ramen thing just kind of happened. Um, and then the chef at Ampersand, he thought of, because you know, you want to have a tagline and so Asian Supper Club. So <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Even That's though awesome. Asian and stuff are really club, really don't have anything to do with each other, but you know why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so date night, Ampersand uh, has a table called uh, the tatami table, and so tatami means uh, mat in Japanese. So it's super romantic. Um, you're very private, so you can actually um, make a reservation for that. Uh, it's it's where it looks like you're sitting on the floor, but you're not. Your feet actually do go down. Um, but yeah, we do really good cocktails there as well. Um, our ramen, we make all of our broths in house. Uh, we get really um, good sourced ingredients. Um, so yeah, it's a 
very fun. Most times when people bring a friend to the Tommy table, they're like super impressed. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to (laughs) uh, check that out. Um, And so this place, you said floor to ceiling um, bookshelves, like, I don't know. I just dig the the whole day. Is this your decor? Is this like, did you, is this your concept of like when you close your eyes? How did this come about? Because you said you renovated it. And what I like about um, how you've renovated this space is that um, it feels like it, it could have always been here, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, I, that's a great compliment. Thank you. Um, I actually started with the bar. So the bar was built. Yes. <laughs> the bar was built in um, uh, the late 1800s. I, we found my mom and I found it at an um, antique store in Cincinnati. We saw it online and then drove there, saw it in person and was like, this is amazing. Um, so we knew it, it would fit perfect in the um, front part of the restaurant. And then my dad loves books. He's a bibliophile. So also got the idea to do floor-to-ceiling bookshelves. Plus it's cozy. Yeah. Um, and then the community table, also along with the, um, the way the building shape is, um, got that idea to New York and a cafe in New York where it was really long table. And I'm like, oh, and it also goes with the separate club theme. Yeah. So it's 30 feet long. We can fit uh, 30 people. Wow. Um, but, I mean, a lot of things is just about traveling, about being aware of what other people are doing, details, and then collaborating them, putting them together to make your own. So. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna just throw out an idea that it reminds me of... Um, there is a, a wonderful speakeasy um, called Light of the Seven Matchsticks. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been? Yes. Um, and their menus, if you've never been, are actually in books. Mm. Um, their drink menu. And then they actually have in the back, um, That's there's always, I'm giving it away, but oh, it, yeah. there's a special cocktail in the back of the book. I feel like, I don't know, you could do some, like something crazy like, I don't know. <laughs> There's so, a lot of books in here. Oh, yeah. So we actually do put our menus in books. Oh. And we opened up first. I'm just saying. Just, okay. <laughs> All right. Well. They came here and took that. Yeah. Maybe they I did. But, yeah, we went, when we went there, I was like, what? Their menus in books. But, yeah, it's such a, it's such a cool idea. And, and all the books are mismatching. So when people get it, they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, did you know that I like this? Like, just random. But, yeah, that's what's fun that's about fun. it. That's fun. And your dad came up with this idea then. Well, he just loves books, so okay. we wanted to, like, contribute, you know, how he's put a lot of, you know, financial help, assistance with, so I want to give him a little bit of props. Where yeah. did you find all of these books? So they are actually, 90% of them were donated to us um, by the Westerville community. At Sunny Street, we started a collection about That's five cool. months before we opened so the whole front lobby was just full of books that's awesome that's so <laughs> did you just cool. leave them there yes yeah, so it was a little uh it's uh, great publicity know. though because yeah. people oh, are going to yeah. come in and ask the servers what the heck's this about yes. well there's this new place opening yeah it, absolutely 100 <laughs> yeah yeah um but then the other like the books on the top shelves a lot of them are from my dad's collectors uh, oh. so he has um where you can't necessarily get them down because we technically do take a book, leave a book. 
but yeah, yeah. he has a lot of his like, history the, and medical books. There's there's older looking books up there that you yeah. probably don't want Correct. people to take, and there's <laughs> a reason why looks. they're up there. Yep. Now I've I've said this I think to you, but I, you meet everyone, so you pr- you probably don't remember. And I was telling you this when we got here. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to tell this for, story. For those who are listening, on our first anniversary for Heather and I when we were married. I actually made a children's book about how we met, like the first chapter of our life. And an illustrator we knew, I commissioned her to make a couple pictures. And I gave it to um, someone of importance um, way back when. I don't, I don't remember who. And it was at our table. I just was like, is there any way I can get like in a sign, like reserved seat right over there? And I told her, you know, trying to be cute and like playful, I was like, Pick a book that you think represents me, and I'll pick a book that represents you. Because then I was like, there's a 100% chance that book's being picked, because if she doesn't, I'm pulling it out. <laughs> yeah. And um, he had put, I forget the gentleman's name who did it, but left it sticking out awkwardly. So, of course, that's where she went. And so um, we've, we've been here a few times um, since we've been married. Not in a while, because we haven't really gone anywhere. Um, the last year with with the one-year-old at home but um every time we pass here we always have that memory of that book and one of your employees who let it happen and was like the stupid guy is trying way (laughs) too hard and then i found out the first anniversary is supposed to be paper i didn't know that and she was like you're so thoughtful and i was like I knew it was paper. No, and you know, to you know this what you were day, thinking? she still doesn't know. So anyone listening, don't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love it's, that you did that. That's, that's a really secret. sweet. Um, so yeah, we we kind of also just quickly glo- almost glossed over it. We take a book, leave a book. Yes. Right. So it's it's like a giant um, one of those like neighborhood libraries. Oh yeah, and it's really nice because like. You know, during the day, during the week when it's a little bit slower, you just see people like walking up and down the um, bookshelves just looking. And we have, like I said, people drop off a bunch of books. Um, That's cool. So it's a supper club, but you can come during the day. And something neat happens during the day as well, right? Right. We have an absolute beautiful, fun um, afternoon tea service. So, you know, there's a there's a few tea houses here in Columbus. So um, and there used to be that tea house here in Westerville, actually, that I know did pretty well. So when we opened up Asterisk, we're like, well, let's just do a really cool afternoon tea. And um, it's gone over so well. We like it's one of our busiest times of the week is Saturday and Sunday um, afternoon tea service. And because it brings people from not all, you know, all over the city. Um, but, yeah, it's really fun. We make our own scones, clotted cream and house jam. A little, of course, little tea sandwiches. And then we have all these beautiful teaware with mismatching teacups. And it's just That's fun with, cool. like, little sugar cubes. And yeah. That sounds one. This is a... So I am... Um I say this pridefully, not not in a down-talking way. I'm odd, um, and I still I like to um, buy, refurbish, and use um, typewriters. And I feel like I could just sit here for like hours on end and annoy mm. everyone on earth with the clickety clacking of my typewriter. But I would be. Is there a typewriter? Yeah, we do have one on the right in front of the bathroom. Oh. Is there? That we actually used. Or <laughs> do you? Kelly, one of the, um, she's the GM. 
she yeah she always has fun little messages on there for people to read that's yeah. cool so I didn't see that definitely um, should come check out for the tea and all that so all I've that always stuff. wanted to do tea oh, yeah. I, I've not I've not come I'm embarrassed to say that I've had I've had dinner here and I've had drinks here I've not had tea and I've always wanted to do it <laughs> what time would that be um it's at 12 to 4 every day 12 to 4 every okay and every Saturday Sunday every day or just every day yes okay. and um, yeah we do one thing I didn't really uh, predict when we opened is we have a lot of showers like baby showers bridal showers oh. dress rehearsals but the the tea parties like birthday things those yeah. um we do a lot of those huh I never so it's a great place that. to host your event now I feel like I'm now I, I know what I want to do for my birthday <laughs> Dude, tea service. I've, I've never thought about tea. I'm gonna have tea like, service, and then I'll make a reservation for like Kimberly, if you're listening, like three o'clock ish, <laughs> and then we can go direct directly into cocktail service. Yeah, after exactly. That. The way you said it, like direct drunk. I I knew what you. I knew where you were. I'm gonna, gonna get go drunk on tea, Matt. I no. I just <laughs> knew you were gonna go to. We'll shift from the tea and being classy to let's just get classy cocktails, and then. Yeah, I knew where you were transitioning. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. That's that's a so beautiful thing. Can can I rapid fire ask you some questions? Yes, please. Oh, I have some too. And then will you will you jump in? Yeah. Your go to cocktail, if if you oh, had yeah. one one night, one of your two places, but because you don't you don't do cocktails want, at Sunny Street, right? You yeah, don't I do want mimosas. one cocktail from each place. Okay, yes, well, fair. that's a better question. <laughs> so my um, my personal drink that I always drink all the time, the staff here knows that is a dirty martini. I love salt, olives, keep it simple. Yeah. But I would say the Herbal and Chain is for sure um, are one of our most fun cocktails because um, I just, you know, we always hear, hear like his ball and chain. So I was like, I'm going to name it her ball and chain. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and it comes with a nice cool um, sphere ice cube. And um, like I told you earlier, we it's actually for the longest time was our top seller on the entire menu. So come try the Herbal and Chain. All right. <laughs> Love it. So that's here. Yes. Ampersand. Um, I would have to say an ampersand. My favorite is called the Nine-Tailed Fox. Um, so we actually cut our own ice um, by hand. And we have a brass stamp that we put our logo into yes, each ice cube. That's cool. You're geeking out now. Yes. <laughs> there's only one other place in Columbus that I have, uh, I'm aware that does it. I'm sure there's probably others. Um, yeah, it's, it looks really cool. Yeah. So <laughs> that's I'm, awesome. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is um, gin, poppy amaro, uh, rooibos red tea, and vermouth. So it has to meet one of those drinks that you remember. It's yeah. like floral, it's different, it's not sweet. Yeah. All right. I'm trying that. When, when we go out on our freedom tour, that's what I'm going to get. What's the name again? Nine-Tailed Fox. Nine-Tailed Fox. I'm going to remember that. All right. What's your next question? Um, that was my main question. My my um, other question is go to comfort food mm. since you specialize. <laughs> like what, what would be your go-to? Well, personally, breakfast is my absolute favorite meal of the day. So it's Sunny Street. It's the Benedict. Hollandaise sauce. Yeah. So rich, buttery egg yolk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then here, um, right now, I would have to say it's the sea bass. Um, mm. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's very good over um, the orzo, mm. veggies, 
with um, lemon. Yeah, it's very nice. And then at Ampersand, <laughs> we have a ramen called a shio, and it has charred octopus on it. Oh, all right. Um, nice. So if you like seafood, it's really yeah, it's tasty, yeah. salty, all about the ocean type flavors. Mm. Um, Nice. Those are my probably my faves. Yeah, I'm on a huge sea bass kick. I don't know why, but I've ordered a, a good amount of sea bass. I so I don't tend to like a lot of fish, mm-hmm. but um, we were just actually talking about this. I don't tend to li- like. This sounds so stupid. I don't like like fishy tasting fish, so I tend mm-hmm. to like like white meated, you know, lighter sort of thing. But sea bass actually is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason I don't um, enjoy it as much is for whatever reason, cooking fish and seafood is like a really intimidating thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I cook a lot, mm-hmm. a, a ton. Um, I'll, and I'll eat my burger like, well, back when I could eat burgers, um, like rare, like all that. But for whatever reason, seafood just like freaks me out to cook. So every once in a while when That's I'm why I order fish when I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to taste better than what I can yeah, make. I yet. always overcook it at home, I think, is what the mm. problem is. And then. Well, with sea bass, um, you actually, that's a fish to, a hard fish to overcook. Oh. So. I think you should try it. All right. All right. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. See, right. Bess. I can get down with All that. Right, your turn. Um, biggest culinary influence. Hmm, that's a good one. Um, well, you asked me earlier about Chef's Table. Oh, yeah. So, and I was like, oh, so Ivan Ramen, um, the ramen chef. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, his story is really cool because... He's a white guy cooking Japanese food, and when he first opened, he got a lot of uh, pushback for that. Um, but his store is really nice or sweet, but yeah, works really hard. Um, but his wife actually passed away when their son was like two. Oh. And just hearing his story and everything, mm. it's really cool. He's funny. He cusses a lot. Nice. I think that's... <laughs> I, I have, On TV, at least. I, I don't know what your kitchen's like, but um, I have friends who are in the you know food industry, and that seems to kind of be like, yeah, like that's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, he's watched... If you haven't seen that one, Ivan Ramen. I feel like I've watched it, but it's been a long time, so yeah. I just... I can't... You know, I've... And there's a ton of them now. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. There's... Yeah, just a ton. Um, all right. Um... If you could sit down with anyone to have uh, a meal together, dead, alive, without the cheesy answers, <laughs> right? I'm curious, what would you, who would it be that catches your cooking? What oh. are you cooking? Well, it would be breakfast. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, I'd probably end up making just an omelet. Keep it simple. Um, believe it or not, I don't do a lot of cooking. Just don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. <laughs> I eat at the restaurants mostly. Um, who would it be with? I don't know. Sometimes I'm not good at thinking of these things right away. That was a tough question. That was a tough question. She got one of two, though. In baseball, it's batting <laughs> 500. Yeah. <laughs> I'll accept if it, if you think uh, if you can think of somebody later, like, mm-hmm. you can just be like, ah. Oh. Well, I'd probably say my um, I'd probably say my dad's mom, so my nana, 
she's um, she's still living, but probably not for very much longer. But to have been able to get, she lives in Guam, mm. so just to be able to get to know her story more and um, yeah, I think that would That's be cool. cool. Yeah, that would be neat. <laughs> I love it. You're very family oriented. Oh yeah. Just in all your references about influences here, bringing your your daughter to work. Wanting to um, to go to Guam and see your grandma, I love that. That's that's oh, the power in, in just being able to talk to people too, right? Because when was the last? Well, maybe it happened yesterday. But when was the last time you just like start talking to someone about family? Right? We're all oh, business, yeah. business, mm-hmm. or what do you need from me? All right, let's move on. Oh They're yeah, transactionally based relationships is what I like. <laughs> I'll scratch your back, you scratch yep. mine. You know, I'll help you out, but I'm taking a check mark, right? And like. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, so my 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 I'm very family. Uh, my parents are again the biggest supporters. I talk to my mom probably ten times a day. <laughs> um, my dad calls in probably every hour on the hour, just making sure I'm okay. So, um, you know, it's nice to know that they'll always be there and help me whatever whatever I need. They always do their best to help out. And and to hear that story, it sounds like that's also how you lead. Because you're able to have some of your staff work at different locations for you. Mm -hmm. Especially because you're closed by, what, two and they're out by three or four-ish, I'm assuming, at Sunny Street. So they're able to come here or to another restaurant to work work with you. So I just, you seem like (laughs) someone that would really bring everyone together as if they're family, if they're not like blood like oh family. yeah it's at some point at sunny street i'm probably getting the number wrong but i feel like we had like five or six pairs of sisters working there no <laughs> did you really yeah so it was cool that's neat yeah unless they had a bad like oh no they were thing. all very close then 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 there's yeah, like, like coming into work like hey listen yeah. kids here at work now. Leave, <laughs> yeah. leave home at home. Well, it's nice. They'll cover for each other. You know, if one's oh, yeah. you know, sick or whatever. And there was also um, um, a pair of three or three siblings who worked there at once. Um, so that was really fun. Have you ever <laughs> thought about um, the fact that first? I'm, I'm assuming these are younger, mm-hmm. uh, younger kids. Um, that you will forever be a place in their story. For some of them, you're literally their first employment. And, like, I feel like most people remember their first job. Like, mm-hmm. it's it would be really easy. There's, I mean, not to be dramatic, but, like, there's kind of responsibility to that, right? Like, oh, one, yeah. Like, you're helping them. You're exposing them that's, to the workforce that's true. for and the very first time in their life. And not to sit, not reflecting anything of age but 11 years if you had someone that was 17 or 18 you know they're out of school they're starting their own business you know like you could have influence on someone that started their own restaurant by now or oh yeah i mean um you know you're just so busy busy stress stress you kind of just forget about like how gosh like you know you you know we all impact people um but yeah there's i've had a handful of young um, people who started at Sunny Street and, you know, at Asterisk, um, who've let me know years down the line, like how much they learned, just life lessons and um, dealing with people, getting out of their shell if they're shy. So that it is, it's really um, touching to hear that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Do you have one more question? No, I, I really feel like this is Perfect. just ending it on that sort of like family yeah. note and. 
all that sort of stuff. I love when everything comes back to family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we started yeah, this. Absolutely. Yep. So if, if folks, and this is going to be funny, we always ask this question of guests, but now you have three different yeah. <laughs> places. If someone wanted to learn more about you or, or, your, or any, any of, of your restaurants, restaurants how, how can they um, find you? Um, well, my story, I believe, is on a couple of the website or yeah, a couple of the websites. Um, Sunny Street did a fun video um, about owning a franchise maybe five years ago. So that's a really cool one. I got to lead on that um, video. Um, but yeah, I have my um, Instagram, my Megan at it enterprises. So. All right. And then asterisk, asterisk is on uh, Instagram as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all three places. Yeah, because I follow, I follow are it. on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, we try to do a lot of community things. You know, uh, hopefully they'll start picking up more in this this year to Certainly. do them again. Yeah, or Fridays and five K races and all that fun stuff that I, we like to hand out food. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you so much for taking the time out of a busy schedule, and Aww. especially everyone can hear the noise um, with our mic. Um, it's a lot of people here tonight. Yeah, it's uh, the business is thankfully slowly picking up, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and good. Um, it feels good. Well, thank you for, for finding the time and inviting us here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve, the um, Galaxy famous um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, director, bar director. I wanted to say it right um, for, for being with us. Thank you at home or wherever the heck you're listening to us and however you are. Please um, let us know how we're doing. And if you could support us, we're just a small independent podcast. Give us a five-star review, please. And... Um, Drop us a line at the dadasspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, eat on, dadass.